Welcome to Fame Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we watch two bad movies that are similar in some way and compare them to figure out which one is better. Sometimes more than one way. Yes. And this, the way that the two movies are similar this week is that in 1995, Ice-T starred in two different uh, dystopian future thrillers. Well, starred is a bit of a generous word. <laughs> he is second build in tank girl now but yes. i don't know if he was then uh, well probably because looked... back then he's probably more famous than he is now honestly exactly because i was like damn it's but got he had a surprising yeah and uh who else doesn't have Lori petty but i think Lori, she wasn't really yeah. anybody then she had to be first build though naomi right. watts was nobody then yeah she was like even though she should have been something. second build but no so i see his second build in tank yeah. girl and he's a he's a reasonably big role in sort of he didn't even in Johnny Mnemonic, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So in Tank Girl, he's not that big of a role. So we've we've uh, mentioned both of the movies that we're talking about, which is which are Johnny Mnemonic versus Tank Girl. I'm pitting these two against each other because of Ice T, but also because of just general nineties. Oh, same year, right? Yes. Yeah. So they're both ninety five weird dystopian future. With and Ice even T. though I wasn't sure if Ice T was in the rebellion against whatever megacorp had control of whatever in Tank Girl doesn't really seem like a company man so i figured he kind of had to be in the rebellion in both of them <laughs> and i was i was right he did he is indeed the guy who, are you telling me that the guy who <laughs> fuck the point, police no not fuck the police oh. i was nwa cop killer okay. was his oh, oh yeah I, 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 yeah <laughs> you're telling guess, me that that man is i just had an inkling not- <laughs> <laughs> <Cop> killer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just had a feeling that he wasn't going to be on the side of the... Funny that you should mention it, because his longest running gig is like a cop on Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even in uh, Tank Girl, it his character order, right? was, like a, was like a past cop. Well, it was, it was like military there. Oh, no, he said he was a cop. Yeah, yeah. before he got like put in their genetic So Ice-T has thing. really figured out how to uh, like cross that boundary. What a fraud. <laughs> He's like, hey, the man's money's good here. Right, right. So we started off by watching Johnny Mnemonic because we went by Rotten Tomato scores in this. So did I ever tell you what the Rotten Tomato scores were? I think you were? did. Yeah, so Johnny Mnemonic is a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Tank Girl is a 37%. So I went in this kind of confident that Johnny Mnemonic was going to be worse. I don't I don't know. I I guess that's what the whole point of this podcast is to talk about. <laughs> but maybe there will be a little bit of a surprise at the end. Yeah, so maybe. starting off with Johnny Mnemonic, it takes place in the far off year of 2021. Yeah. It's not it, it is dystopian. So Tank Girl is more post-apocalyptic. Right. Whereas Johnny Mnemonic dy- is solidly just dystopian. Right. It's like a it's a solid 90s cyber thriller yeah um whereas tank girl is not a cyber thriller it's just plain right post-apocalyptic but whatever it still has iced tea as a <laughs> rebellious outsider so johnny so johnny the main character played by keanu reeves is this data courier so they actually carry like data packages in their head like a smuggler yeah because yeah, i like guess for whatever, re- for whatever reason yeah. they could pro- i guess they could track whatever you try to transmit normally. I guess that would be the only reason why you would. Right. So it takes place in a future where there is one giant pharmaceutical corporation. I think it's called like Pharmacon or something. Everyone has this one yeah. specific, not everyone, but a lot of people have this one specific neurological disease. Yes. That they think might be a result of just all the 
electronic airwaves and everything. But well, they don't, they a don't lot really of times in the movie, it. they don't know what they it don't is, really just, understand it. It's like yeah. a nervous system syndrome. That the, people the, get. the black shakes they call. Well, it they, people get yeah, yeah. They, it was had some acronym for it, like nervous system something. Yeah, I'll I can look it up in a little bit, but but it was some kind of disease, right? So it's ravaging the population. There's this pharmaceutical corporation that's basically in charge of everything, and Johnny is just sort it of is. a run of the mill data courier. And he gets caught up in a plot where the package that he's carrying inside his head is actually contains the cure for this disease that's ravaging But the packet of information is too big and it's like a cerebral leakage or whatever they called it. And uh, uh, so it's, he has okay. a certain amount of time before he okay. dies. Okay, let me look. I got to look this puts, one up because they said it over it. and over. Yeah. It was um, it's something alliterative. Right. It's, Spillage. The syndrome, the uh, the disease is called nerve attenuation syndrome. So NAS. NAS. That's what they kept calling it. NAS. I said nerve. I knew it was N something and NAS. Okay, synaptic seepage. Yeah, I said when we paused it so we could look this up, and I guess synaptic spillage. I got the synaptic part. Yeah, but a seepage. And I knew yeah. it was alliterative, but I couldn't think That's of why what I thought it was. Spillage. Right. So something his, like that. Yeah, his brain is leaking information, and he's lost all of his childhood memories, and he's gonna die. We had well, the childhood the- memories were already removed to make room for the device that can. They can transport data. Yeah. But the more he has seepage, yeah. the more he uh, is like getting all fucked up. But it's supposed to kill him. So that adds the the element of danger to the movie. Not only is he being chased, but he has to get this information out. Yeah. And not in, in a way that, he, that doesn't kill him. Too. And the Yakuza is after him because I guess they were hired by the pharmaceutical corporation. And then there's enhanced cybernetic bodyguards. One of, or not, they're not all bodyguards. Yeah. But one of which includes Dolph Lundgren as a crazed, yeah. crazed cybernetically enhanced in preacher. the role of his life. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Dina Meyer is co-starring as a, as sort of like a freelance bodyguard that right. Eric just mentioned who uh, Johnny Mnemonic sort of tricks her into helping him when he doesn't have any money to pay her, but she sticks around anyway. Right. Uh, so yeah, the movie's just about him, you know, releasing this information into the world and, and right. trying to save his brain from seeping away. So, yeah, so you find out that it's the cure, and they eventually beam it to the world or yeah, whatever. Yeah, good guys win, bad guys uh, lose. With the help of a dolphin. And iced tea. And iced tea. <laughs> um, all right, so the main reason for this podcast is not uh, to summarize movies, which we're... As fun as that is Googling them yeah. is. Yeah, which we're clearly not very good at. But uh, it's the <laughs> ranking... Stuff happens. Yeah. The end. Uh, it's the ranking system. So we have four different categories that we rank each movie in. Acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. And we each give each movie up to five points in each category. And whichever movie gets the most points at the end wins. So starting off with acting. I'll go first okay. on this one. Um, I didn't mind the acting in this one. I said two and a half. Really? I yeah. said one and a half. Oh, yeah? I thought Keanu Reeves was pretty bad in this. Keanu Reeves sort of... <laughs> he was definitely he was trying really to be different than his normal right. persona. So his normal... I don't normal... think he's found his zone yet. No. And I thought a lot of people were not necessarily bad, but really hamming it up. Like Dina Myers and Dolph. I, I like Dolph's character, and this is hilarious. But they both were like over the top, kind of. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I felt like it kind of fit with the movie. So Dina I mean, it Meyer, does kind of I fit. liked Dina Meyer, actually. I didn't so dislike I liked her, her, but I think she was a little bit. I liked her in Starship top. Troopers. I liked her in this. Those are the only two things I've seen her in. Yeah, I like I her in I feel like she's pretty too. good at creating chemistry with her male co stars. Because at some point in I this movie, she's kind of forced to just not necessarily fall in love, but at least fall in lust with Keanu Reeves and it comes out of nowhere but she sells it pretty good and I mean when you got a Keanu Reeves in front of you you're gonna you it's okay to lust after him with no reason (laughs) so I don't know I just really wasn't offended and I wasn't offended I just thought it was 
I don't think it really hurt the movie for because of what mm-hmm. it is, but I do think the acting was not good. Keanu Reeves was the weak point, and he was I the main say. character. That's kind of why he... I, I don't think there's any casting issues. Like you said, the chemistry yeah. worked okay. Each individual character was fine for what they were. He was just trying to be different. He was trying not to be the FBI agent yeah. and, or or Ted or anything. But the way he went about it, yeah, it just didn't it just didn't fit. With, Wasn't I working think, too well. Who was the, we know, um, the Takeshi Kitano? Oh, Takeshi. No, the other bad guy. Oh, there was another Yakuza member who was a bad guy. Um, an actor that I don't okay, that recognize really kind of from known. But he was fine. And Takeshi is always... He Takeshi always brings was fine, it. yeah. Um, he has good good gravitas. So that's what, probably why he's in like 200 movies or something. Right. Um, and Dolph just was having the time of his life. You could tell every time he was on screen getting to do this role, the only way I can describe his face is as if he was he was just like, I can't believe my life is so great. <laughs> and I get to act like a crazy yeah, person. The, and he'd make these, you know, like Jesus-themed one-liners because right. he was supposed to be this... Like a preacher who was like went crazy with, I guess, with the... NAS or with the cybernetic enhancements or something. Right. And so then he becomes this like religious figure and he looks like But he's Jesus. sort of a mercenary. They yeah. hire him to get the to get Johnny Mnemonic. Right, right. And I I don't know. I can't think of any I didn't write down any specific examples because I was just so, too delighted every time he was on <laughs> screen just just chewing up the scenery and spewing it out all over his co-stars. And uh you know it's funny because this was the between this and the expendables he wasn't in any theatrically released movies really yeah so this kind Holy of shit that was, he was killed it for him. it was yeah. like his last real movie in theaters yeah yeah i mean he was doing straight to video he did a lot of those stuff. Was, yeah in, in theaters though. but 15 years where he wasn't in a movie that was theatrically released and i'm like this was not his fault man he no he i mean put, maybe that's why maybe he knew he was gonna take a well i guess he didn't really take a break right because he still acted he just did no i think he just plain out plain old loved it i yeah. think he just thought this role was great and he had a great old time or he was like on coke or something <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it worked for me yeah Whatever. it worked for the character yeah so i'm surprised we're that we're that far off um, it's not a huge difference it's one point right okay so you said one point. like i said five. it didn't really i was just evaluating it independently yeah of the movie because it doesn't really hurt the movie in a way some of the performances work for it because like even and that, even i think that's why the, even, i feel that way and i just uh, yeah i mean and all this talk of ice tea we haven't even mentioned ice tea is just he's just he just is him. Yeah, yeah i mean he's he's, he's just a neutral okay right. if you hire ice tea for your movie you know what you're gonna get right henry rollins was surprised bad i will say i've never seen he's Henry always Rollins kind of, he's, in i like movie. him but he's always kind of like that too he's just kind of stiff and like yeah but he i don't think he's bad but he's not good like i said all these people like there was just a whole lot like there weren't that many main characters and most of them were not very good actors mm-hmm. that's why i rated it low yeah well i fair enough i'm having a hard time defending myself but i just feel like it was better right. Than a one and a half. So I'm going to stick with my two and a half. Well, that's what the entertainment score is for. So you don't have to try and bump up these other categories. I, you know, I appreciated that Keanu Reeves was trying to do something different. So even though it didn't really come across all that well, I actually think that that's more because we just all go into this with an expectation of how Keanu Reeves is going to act. And when he doesn't act that way, it just seems odd i think that if you saw this movie in a vacuum without knowing who he was then his performance wouldn't have felt so off-putting you know what i mean 
No. I mean, I, I know what you mean. I don't know if I agree, but I'm not, I don't feel that strongly about it. I don't know. I'm still not convinced I should bump my score down. So I don't think you need to bump it down. It. You didn't give it like a high score. No, no. But I mean, I think it should probably be more like two, mm-hmm. you know, not two and a half, but it doesn't eh. really matter. Half a point. You know what? Dolph was just so happy. I mean, he, was, <laughs> he brought, he lifted everyone up who was in the scene with him, literally and figuratively. Yeah, actually lifted them. All right. Uh, moving on to visuals. What did you have to say I about this? I put 1.5. I said one and a half, too. Just because they were- not a good looking movie. It's not, it's really dated looking. It's not good special effects. A lot of the stuff is not very, it's kind of drab, and I don't know, it's another one that feels kind of small because they don't have a lot of, um, they're just in like rooms and stuff most of the time, you know what I mean, and like small rooms and everything. When the mid-90s, when the early and mid-90s tried to do like future or dystopian or post-apocalyptic, it had this this weird, almost too clean look. So the 80s was pretty good about making people grimy. Right. And obviously for the past 15 years we've been making we've been griming people up ever since, you know, like Lord Snow of the Rings. and everyone's extra grimy. Right, right. But you know, it, we even, we even call him Greasy Rick Grimes in Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's always soaking Rick, yeah. wet. <laughs> but these 90s movies, they're so clean otherwise. Right. Like they'll have like a little smudge but it looks on their fake. face, yeah. but you can just you can just imagine the makeup applicator. And you can like, see them there. like yeah. putting these sets together of like, yes. here's a bunch of TVs like right. ta- electrically taped. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like anything other than a bunch of TVs set up to... Right. So fairly uninspired designs. Right. Um, and obviously the hyperspace stuff is... For what, it, back in the day, maybe fun, but it was really cheesy looking and hokey. There is nothing that can make a movie look more 90s than when it's trying to look fu- futuristic. It's showing like the internet in the future. Oh my and what, God. And what is funny though, speaking of that, is he, they use this thing called an iPhone, yeah. which is literally him just putting like a, a telephone. Phone. Well, <laughs> like it's like a, receiver, a yeah, yeah, it's like something on it literally goes on his eyes. Because <laughs> yeah. when he first said it, he we're was like, like a, where's the iPhone? And, and I was Eric like, and I were like, when what? did they invent the iPhone? Yeah, like, like, are we talking? 95. The iPhone was I thought definitely... it was like 2003 or something. I think the iPhone was 07. Was it that late? I think so. Yeah. Wow. I knew it was after 02. I feel like it was... Oh, it has to be later because when I went to college in 02, I had like a droid razor. They don't even have any smartphones yet. Right. I was gonna say i feel like the iphone was end of my it had to be like oh five oh six i mean yeah. we meant not like when they first came out maybe people didn't start having them yeah. really until oh seven no but, but yeah. this one is an a iphone full, like, as in an, an eyeball phone yeah an eyeball phone <laughs> like you take eye phone yeah like you take a 90s like video receiver, conferencing yeah, phone thing. and you just turn it sideways and put it against your face yeah. and that was like their future tech. So the future tech looked silly. It looked 90s. There were some, there were a lot of intercut scenes of like him going through his own brain. Right. And it just, it just To get to memories terrible. and all this yeah. other stuff. Um, I, I don't remember a lot of the action, the, the unmemorable action scenes. Yeah, the action scenes weren't, the choreography was lame and everything. Yeah. Not bad, but just very generic. Like, oh, they're shooting at us, run behind cover, shoot back a little bit. Yeah. Kind lo- of stuff like that. I'd love to, I'd love to bump it up a little bit for having one of my favorite looking actors, Keanu Reeves. But I mean, he's not he's not shirtless in this. You know, there's no there's no surfing. There's no <laughs> he's got his sideburns shaved because future. Yeah, you know. because we're in the future. Yeah. So even and I think Dina Meyer is attractive, yeah. but it's not a movie with any skin. You're it not is watching rated this R, movie but... to see like hot right. people or anything, right? So I can't. It's even rated give R it... just because f bombs and generic violence. Yeah, I, so I can't even give it extra points. For that, so right. we so we completely agreed on that one, one point five. 
All right, moving on to structure. I feel like you're going to be way lower than me. Um, I put two. I put two also. Yeah. It's a because it's very straightforward. It's not hard to understand. The the plot flows makes sense. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I remember being there are there were something I don't I didn't write bring or I didn't write them down or I didn't bring my notes. But I remember there's a few small things that were like either weird edits or weird choices, and I don't remember what they were. That just not nonsensical, but things that were a little bit like clunky. But yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I mean, it might have been some studio meddling. I right. I read that there was some of that. Um, and in general, it was so straightforward and basic that it it's just not that inspiring. Of it a was. Story. It was just A to B to C. You right. know, this X happens. happens now this so happens. Y oh, and you've got the formula for this disease, but the disease wasn't really that big of a deal for everyone. Like people had it and they were living with it. No. And they're like, you had the cure this whole time. Yeah. The only real compelling kind of climactic story arc was him about to die because of the brain chip. Right. What was in it was kind of secondary. Yeah. It ended up making it important, but for him, he's like, I don't care. Like, Because he even had this point where they were like, we can get the information out, but you won't die. And they're yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. Like, we could save everyone. He's like, but I'll still be dead. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of how you feel as the audience. You're like, if the main character, oh, they saved humanity. Right. Whatever. Right. But I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't a total disaster. I no, was, it just didn't. I was invested. I cared about yeah. whether Johnny, Johnny, but because was of live. him, yeah. not really because. Of, so it just was. It was basic and straightforward. Right, and it's the it, it's a movie that is saved by basically literally a Deus Ex Machina. It's a yeah. you know an artificial intelligence that's inside the pharmacy corporation helps him comes out. to life and helps them when they're about to lose at the last right. minute. So it's just kind of a sloppy. Not, maybe not sloppy, but like you said, straightforward. Almost lazy and sometimes. Lazy is better than sloppy. Yes. It's not a groundbreaking story in itself. Right. Um, the the characters were not really super fully Most were realized. pretty shallow. Yeah. Even, I mean, Johnny's character, you follow him through it, but everyone else is, even like Dina Meyer's character, is, there's not much there. Yeah. They I have liked, their one. I like some of the world building right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, all in all, it's it wasn't great it's with world building. Yeah, it was just it, sort of like, here's a weird element, unique. here's a weird yeah. element. But a couple that stood out to me that I really liked were, um, I liked the enhanced, the female enhanced the weird body, body parts. And, yeah. yeah so, the, for whatever reason, what I was thinking about that is, okay, if you have cybernetic enhancements, why would they all be women? But it just was this funny, fun, this decision to because make Because why not? Just get like a hot lady right. and cybernetically enhance her and then she gets to be... I mean, I, I'm assuming... I guess that's the idea. At but... least the two bodyguards that... Uh, they only showed three bodyguards in the film. One was Dina Meyer, and then two were bodyguards for the same guy, who was Johnny's... Manager, sort of. Yeah, The guy yeah. who would ship him his jobs. Right. But ended up kind of double-crossing like, double him. Right. So that guy had two bodyguards. One was a woman, and one was pretty clearly like a former man. Right. Um... <laughs> I can't. I don't want to call him a drag queen, but yeah, because I, I don't know if it was supposed to be like it was definitely a man dressed up as a woman. The actor was cybernetically a man, right, enhanced, but I didn't know if the character was supposed to be like a woman or it's supposed to be a guy, right. like a tranny or whatever. I but don't I know. liked that it was just kind of in general, yeah. just a little weird. Yeah, um, okay, whatever. It's and a then weird. the dolphin. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, the master hacker is this. Dolphin, genetically that, engineered or yeah. cybernetically enhanced dolphin. Yeah, it's like the best code breaker in Meant the world. Meant to go after nuclear subs or something. I that that did it for me. So <laughs> I I was pretty happy about that. So little world building elements here and there that were okay, but overall just I thought the weak part lazy. was like the way they 
fleshed out the idea of like the resistance. Yes. Didn't really make sense exactly what they were trying to do. They would just hijack some airwave conversations every now and then. And they all were like in one tiny little outpost under a bridge or something. It was like, this is it. And they'd never been able to find them before and blow them up. It was kind of bizarre. Yeah. So stuff like that that just wasn't fleshed out I think those are the things that hurt structure a little bit. You know what? This is, it was an hour and a half movie. Yeah. And segway, right, but I mean, these are the weaknesses. Into, oh, it's yeah, not like yeah. it's. I mean, we're agreeing a disaster, on this. Right. We we got the last two categories right on. Right. Um. So we both said two. All right. For so let's structure. do the next one then. Well, segueing into that, I I I enjoyed it. I gave it a three. I get two and a half. Uh, I was waffling between two and a half and three. You had seen this before, right? Yes, I years had, ago. I had not seen this before. Right. Um. But I will say. Pretty much once it started, I was I was on board. Yeah, I didn't take a lot see, of notes. You want to see what happens and everything. It's it's mildly entertaining. Right. Um, I think if they had had like a little bit better action scenes and a few things like that, it would have been a three or three and a half. Yeah. But just had a couple, and it was so so dated. You know what I mean? Very very dated. But I think that's part of. I what mean, it's kind of char- it. makes it charming now, but it does make it goofy. Yes. Oh no, it's definitely goofy, right. cheesy, dated, all that, but. I pretty solidly enjoyed watching it. I could see myself watching it again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not going to be one that I revisit regularly. Right. It's but, not like, yeah. Right. Okay. It's June 25th. Time to watch Johnny Mnemonic again. Yeah. Um, Some random holiday you make up. Yeah. <laughs> it's Johnny Mnemonic Day. <laughs> we all put our phones to our face. Yeah, exactly. all put our you phones watch it on your eyes. You watch it on your uh, <laughs> smartphone holding it up to your eye. Oh, you get one yeah. of those VR headsets for yeah. it. So you said two iPhone. for structure and what for entertainment? Two and a half. Two and a half. So I gave it a total of three, four, five, seven and a half. And I said two and a half, one and a half, two, three for a total of nine. So that is 16.5? Yep. Between the two of us. Yep. That's quick maths. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, is, that a, is that a political like a thing? Me- no, it's like a meme thing. Oh, okay. Quick maths. Quick maths? It's math, but it's like M-A-F-S. Oh. And okay. it's like people doing really dumb stuff. He's like, there's this one meme where the guy's like, uh, what are your one of your strengths? And he's like, I'm quick at math. And they're or quick at math or something like that. And they're like, okay, what's 247 times 387? And he just gives some random number. And they're like, that's not right. And he's like, yeah, but it was quick. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> quick you maths. Are, yeah, you are much more well-versed in the memes than I am. <laughs> All right, moving on to Tank Girl. This one takes place not a hell of a lot. 2033. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit. We get another 20 years. Right. Well, a little bit, 20, a little bit ahead of uh, 18 years, Johnny Mnemonic. 18 years, whatever. But still, yeah. And it is a post-apocalyptic world after. A meteorite, a, they said, hit. Right. It didn't really make sense, but it's okay, whatever. When, when you have fine. a movie like this, yeah. you're, if they just want to set up and not deal with it, fine, we can move on. Because yeah. the, the premise was a meteorite landed. It was massive. It wiped out. It changed the climate so that it doesn't rain anymore. Doesn't yeah. make any sense, right? And uh, so water is really scarce, and there's this company that's basically taken over all the water called Water and Power. Yeah, and they're the bad guys, right? So uh, the eponymous Tank Girl is played by Lori Petty. I think her name is Rebecca, and she's Rebecca something. Yeah. I, were they like a resistance or just? I don't think they were originally. They were, they were just. Uh, they were just like people living off the grid and stealing water. They were stealing. From the yeah, they were like hijacking water from the company. Right. So she was part of this this little group that was stealing water from the company. The company came and killed them all. They took her prisoner because she was so spunky. Right. And uh, in the course of trying to like torture her into working for them right, which didn't make any sense she they're like we like you you need to work for us and like okay and she's like no and then they 
there were like a bunch of scenes so of them put, doing these bad things to or her. Or putting her in a, working in a mine or whatever. And right. And What they really wanted her to do didn't really make... I mean, they didn't really explain it. I guess they wanted her to be like a soldier or something. I'm... I... I yeah, I don't think we ever... Because they really... had her working. They were, like, making her carry buckets of dirt and stuff. Yeah, they wanted her to do something else, but they never really I think they really wanted specified. her to be a trooper who would do the things that they did. Like, go find people who were stealing water and sure, bust them up. Sure, sure. But uh, instead, she escapes with a character played by Naomi Watts. Yeah. Um, And then the two of them go seek out this rebellion group who is... A group of mutants. At one point, they called them cannibals, but that turned out not well, to be the case. Well, they're kind of this specter that nobody knows what they are. They're called rippers because they just show up and fuck everybody up, and they look like weird monsters, so they don't know. Right. They so, don't know that they're the kangaroo people. So they meet up with them because Lori Petty wants to get this little, like, there was a little girl that was in her group. That lived in her com- commune. That was stolen by the Water and Power Company, and she wants to go save that little girl, so then she decides that she needs to team up with the Rippers and they end up being these like ex-military Right, they were genetically engineered yeah. super soldiers who were, they somehow decided that kangaroo human hybrids would be good soldiers. Yeah. Which is <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... And they don't use guns even. They're like, yeah. our professor taught us not to use guns. It's yeah, like, it's a weird like It's a weird like too. Ninja Turtles thing coming up. But their, Shre- their Splinter character... Like, never shows up in the movie. He only no. shows up as a corpse. As dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't see... They're, like, upset about it, but then they just get over it. Right. Um, they're like... Well, they're like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> well, they jump around. The yeah, they yeah. jump around and that's jump the end of it. Jump around a little bit. Um, so she she teams up with them. They get the little girl back and they... Kill Malcolm McDowell. Right, right. Malcolm McDowell is the head of the water company. Yeah. All right, so... I'll say he was wasted on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to the ratings. Okay. For acting? I actually gave it a pretty good acting score. What? What? I gave it a one. I'm, oh, God, I gave it a three. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I will say Lori Petty was fine. She did what they wanted her to do. I don't really like the character, but she did... But I think... I thought everyone else was pretty bad, with the exception of Malcolm McDowell. So I thought Lori Petty was more than fine. I thought she was perfect for the character she, for what they wanted she was yes. yeah she's exactly you're what they right wanted. i didn't yeah. i didn't like i don't like the character, the character but she was but what, I, exactly what they wanted i, I actually think. can't imagine anyone else in that yeah role. i can't really either so part of acting is casting right. so i am giving it some credit for putting, you're right i should give him a little think, credit for yeah, that. yeah i think for putting the one of the I'll only give him a people 1.5. yeah one of the only people in that roles who actually could make it work. but i think casting in a lot of other areas was pretty weak Thought Naomi, Naomi Watts was bizarre. That was a random choice. I mean, yeah. she was she was not at all famous. This is not a role that she would do now by right. any means. And it's not it one that she's like particularly good for. Seems like they could have gotten anybody yeah. in. I don't know. I mean, I felt like she had. She wasn't terrible. Decent it just seemed like a random. With, yeah, it seemed like a random choice. Yeah, I almost was expecting the two of them to get together because yeah, it it's hard like to that imagine this character not being. Was, I think if it was made nowadays, it would be she would be gay. But yes, yeah. Well, I don't. I haven't read the comic books. Maybe she's bi or is gay or whatever. I don't know. Right, but that was where I felt like it was going. And because they, they kind of teased at it, almost like the movie realized that they should probably make the character gay, but we're like, yeah. oh, we're not actually going to do that. Right. So because it's nineteen ninety five, not two thousand five. Yeah. So even though Naomi Watts wasn't the greatest choice for that role she had good chemistry with Lori petty right. um malcolm mcdowell did his scenery chewing bad guy thing i felt like the people who played the rippers did a good job of actually making characters out of them even yeah, through sure. like full body makeup and everything so i don't know i mean it's 
Okay. Yeah, I'll give it Spoiler one alert: the rest the rest of my scores are pretty low, so yeah. you don't have to panic. But <laughs> I I did feel like I had to give it credit there. This is yeah. not. This is not a movie that while I was watching it, I wasn't like, this is such a poorly acted movie. I actually was like, oh, this, I mean, it's kind of an embarrassing movie, but I mean, not I embarrassing right. because I guess, of I mean, there were a did. couple, like the, the guy who played the second in command was really bad. You're right. He was he, terrible. You're right. He was probably the worst speaking role character. But everyone else, I thought, I mean, even the Rippers, there were a few Rippers and you don't even meet them until halfway through. And right. they each managed to have some little thing and well, they're, they're like recognizable like actors like the guy who's the dumb ripper i don't remember that guy's name but he's in all kinds of stuff yeah so yeah. they're not like bad actors i guess right they're kind of character actor yeah type i may have been people. poisoned by how much i just didn't like the yes characters. I, I think you were which is more because i do agree that thing. she was well casted for what they wanted mm-hmm. and obviously like malcolm mcdowell and everything and did fine for what they wanted yeah but there were a couple terrible actors but right Right. All right. So moving on to visuals. I put one. <laughs> yeah, I said one also. It's, it looks terrible. <laughs> it, it looks terrible. I mean, some of it, you can tell that's what they wanted to do. So it's hard. But I mean, if I don't like it, I'm going to put a shitty score, you know, even if it was exactly like they meant it to be. It just looks like crap or fucked up hair. I mean, I know that's what the character is supposed <laughs> yeah. to look like, but it just looks Eric it's was dumb. Very bothered it's dumb and hair. it's not yeah. enjoyable to look at any of this shit. It, so, and everything is like they, they were trying to make it serious and cartoony mm-hmm. which doesn't really work yeah i mean i guess that's the shtick of the comic it's kind of like a deadpool where it ser- has serious elements of like sex and violence and shit but then it's also super goofy i think so reading about this movie i think they were very hamstrung the studio cut it up horrendously after the fact meddled the entire time it it should have been a more violent movie that's what i could tell yeah. they wanted to do it, it should have because that kind of yeah. not mutes but it kind of balances out the goofiness yeah in a way that like deadpool like you, it makes a character a lot different if it's goofy right. while being like super violent right so because it makes him more of like a joker character and less of like a cartoon character right so one of the reasons i gave it such a low low score is all throughout the movie there are comic book panels that right. get almost randomly inserted right they'll be like about to cut to an action scene and, they'll and instead they'll instead of showing the live action version some of, so yeah some of the scenes are actually replaced with yeah. just panels and then you hear some audio right. or some some dialogue and it, stuff it's horrible yeah, it's, it's horrendously distracting and some things it that they do bad. just because they want to like her hair being different every time you see her yeah even like okay her hair looks stupid disregard that it's just dumb to have these visuals like just randomly changing like that right this is the post-apocalypse it it seem, like how right. much yeah. time is she spending although how her character, surreal are you trying to yeah, make this her character's of... a maniac so actually right. her character is kind of one that would take a lot of time to do her hair that's more of a structure thing so right. we'll go into that more in the structure section but i agree with you the visuals are bad it falls into that same problem with um, Johnny Mnemonic to where the 90s just did not know how to make people look dirty. Right. And this was Yeah, you could still tell they have like full makeup on and everything. Right, right. Which, again, I read that the studio actually was like cut some of the torture stuff because they went, oh, she doesn't look pretty enough. So <laughs> very clearly the studio just wanted her to be pretty and sexy and cool right. and they didn't care if it was in service of the story or not. Right. Which I'm sure in the comic she did always look Right, but everything. that's a comic but that's book. Comic. Yeah, you know, this is when you live action. This to that's real the things life. you have to do. Exactly, you have to make that choice between making it right. unrealistic and surreal versus something um, that can actually so, be presented as a real story. Right. So I do want to give props to how the to the um, 
the Rippers, they yeah. had like animatronic ears. They do. And I, and I, I was looking tails. at that at the yeah. moment as we were watching this. I'm like, this looks stupid. But they mentioned in the beginning it was Stan Winston too. Yeah. He even said Stan Winston did the, the, the uh, special effects for the Rippers, which at the time it was probably pretty high tech. Yes. It looks stupid nowadays. Yeah. But I still always, even if I don't prefer it, because really good CG, like when they do the Hulk and the Avengers and stuff, looks better than stuff like that. But yeah. I, I would rather them do physical effects like that than shitty CG. Oh, Which definitely. obviously wasn't an option then, but I'm just saying in comparison, that looks better. Yeah. Than And I mean, CG. you were able to see, even though very heavily made up, you were able to see the actors' like expressions right. through it, and the so acting. So it works. They seem like through. real physical characters. Yeah. They don't seem like or like even in the new like the um, pre Star Wars prequels where things are just look like cartoon characters because they're just a CG image there. Even right. though if it's decent CG, sometimes it just doesn't feel like there's a real being there. Right. Or so, even with shitty makeup, there is actually someone standing there interacting with the environment with the people and everything. Yes. So I did want to at least throw that out there that I appreciate the work that went into all that and actually and the the execution of it was very good but the design right. sucked. So I hated the way that they actually looked, especially because they're like tank girls like having sex with one of them. You right. know, these, yeah. Come on. They're like gross mutant dog kangaroo people things why would right. you so that that grossed me out okay anyway moving on to structure i said one and a half i said one and a half also because we, we already mentioned the comic book stuff that they're trying to visually kind of work in the plot in general is very straightforward there's some elements that didn't really make sense um and uh things that they work in like this doctor whatever who is created the kangaroos he ends up only being dead and not really factoring in at all yeah i mean the plot is not the problem this movie is a total mess it's a hack job it's a chop job right you can tell there there was a point that i realized that half the stuff was 80 yard that right so maybe they missed out on the line they needed and they just plopped it in later That it would be an action scene and you wouldn't you couldn't even see tank girl but you just hear her talking constantly and they did they actually did a really bad job with world building it felt like there were Three, were just thrown it felt in. like there were like three places in this world and they just went there back and forth between them. Yeah, and, and anything anytime they needed to be like, oh, we'll just go here. And you're like, so is this a real, like this company has a lot of power. Why aren't they just like the government? There's still people just living out in the desert wasteland and stuff. Like what is the situation here? Yeah, and then like I said, I wasn't sure. Are they rebels? Right, or are they just, I mean, you have no idea what yeah. the situation is, what the world looks like. You don't get a sense of And it was just one anything. house in the middle of nowhere. Where are the rest of the people? Right, are there, yeah. are there any more people? Like what's the situation here? Right, and this movie was, it did this really annoying thing where it was more concerned with showing you bizarre, silly little scenarios than it was actually showing you how the anything was resolved. Build, right. So there's this huge song and dance number right. in the middle of it that... <laughs> Where they're holding someone, they're escaping to rescue the little girl. They Yes, they're in basically a brothel. They find the little right. girl in a brothel. She's about to be raped by some gross old man. They rescue her from the brothel, but in the middle of the rescue... Tank girl decides she's going to take the madam of the brothel and force her to do this song and dance for everyone. And it's just Tank girl and Naomi Watts and the little girl. Right. And there's 40 or 50 soldiers and dancers and everything else. And they're all singing and dancing. It stops the movie dead. Right. It's Awful. And that's the only time they did that. It's not like the movie's a musical or anything. No, but there there was another scene that stopped it dead too, which was 
a scene where Tank Girl, and I actually think Naomi Watts' character is Jet Girl. So it's Tank Girl and Jet Girl are trying to infiltrate like a weapons deal or something. Oh, where they pretend to be the photographers yes, and everything. Yes, and yeah. there's this long drawn out scene of them pretending like they're doing a calendar and taking pictures of all the ugly dudes who right. are like throwing the crates around for the weapons. And it served nothing. <laughs> and then at one point at the end of that scene, Tank Girl's like, she gets Jet Girl. She's like, we have to get out of here. So the scene just ends. And the next scene that you see is Them Tank Girl driving. driving this huge like semi truck full of weapons. How did she get right. that? You, like, I, I didn't understand if You're that like, was... Where the, did this come from? I didn't understand if that was the vehicle that they came in on no, and i just the one that had the weapons yeah but it didn't show the no, most important part sense. which was her stealing yeah. the vehicle it or just... even saying like let's grab the truck and get out of here right or, let's get one of these trucks with the weapons on it yeah it was terrible right. that's why it's one and a half right. there's lots of little, little problems like that with editing and yeah. just generally the way the movie's formatted so i read one of the things i read was um the guys who created the comic were involved in writing the screenplay for the movie. Okay. But they said it was a miserable experience working with the studio. Studio, And they actually allege, I think this is alleged. I don't think they're right about this. But they said that they forgot to film important scenes. That the studio did? Yeah. And that's why they had to do so much of this of the actual it, animation in the middle of the movie. Because they didn't even like film them? Yes. I don't think that's the case. I think the scenes were filmed and then the studio freaked out over them. Right. Because some of the other stuff I was seeing was um, they had wanted to develop the sexual relationship between Tank Girl and her kangaroo dog boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and it kept, I swear to God... There must have been 10 different trivia items related to this. Related to the t- kangaroo fucking? Yes. Apparently, <laughs> boing, boing, there boing. was a scene, not a sex scene, but an after sex scene. Where they're like Where they bed, showed smoking. the kangaroo dick. <laughs> and it cost $5,000 to make. And then and it did, got cut by the studio. Put it in the movie. Right. And it, it says so many times about this $5,000 dick. Kangaroo dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I'm like, you know what? I'm with the studio on that one. Yeah, I didn't want to fucking retarded. see no kangaroo dick in right. this movie. So I, but there's just this general feel that there should have been more of Well, like I said, something. nothing, everything was kind of narrow and not fleshed out at all. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on to entertainment. I put it pretty low. Yeah. I said it? one. I said one and a half. So I I was getting started, drowsy. <laughs> I started off interested um yeah it's okay you're like okay this is really unique it's post-apocalyptic it's obviously going to be goofy and stylized but it, they didn't do it in the way that they needed to to make that work it felt so long and it's not long it's an hour and 40 minute movie yeah. or something like that and it felt like two hours or right. more so just the constant because there's no real overarching kind of story arc yeah there's just these little elements that this leads to one thing that leads in it but there's nothing really that dramatic that ever some overarching, you know. Well, other there really than- should be. I mean, she's trying to save this little girl who's in. At different points, the little girl is in danger of being raped. Yeah, but then or they get her. Like I'm saying, each or, one's know. like micro missions yes. almost. Yeah. Like then she gets the girl. Then they, okay, now this little problem. Now this little problem. So it's not like this overarching kind of epic storyline. You get that the really sense, makes a lot of tension. You get the sense that different scenes were based on individual comics, and then right. they cobbled them together. And, and not then, to mention, in this type of movie, you just aren't getting the sense that this character's ever in danger anyway. No, oh, never. You know what I mean? No, so You are just waiting. Because the character s- isn't even stressed. Like, they're being tortured and cracking jokes the whole time. Right. So it's hard to have this, like, tension. Right. When the character is not even yeah. acting like they're worried. Okay, so go through your scores. 
One and a half, one, one and a half, one. So five. And I said three, one, one and a half, one and a half for seven. So that is a total of 12. So yeah, both of Quick us... Maths. Both of us pretty <laughs> handily rated this below Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. And I've said this before, Rotten Tomatoes is kind of wonky with older movies. You know, each We both of these, did about two points below, two and a half maybe. Yeah, because I rated both of these higher, Slightly higher than, than you me. did. I, I, I would say I genuinely liked Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I did not like Tank Girl. And no. I was surprised. I was expecting it to be better. So... Because I think it still garnered some sort of like cult following, even despite being really shitty. It is considered somewhat of a cult classic, yeah. and I feel but like I don't know Johnny Mnemonic ju- is not. It's not, but it, it. I mean, it sort of is, but only in like name reference. It's not like a movie that people actually go back and watch. It feels like right. They're like, right. oh yeah, Johnny Mnemonic, and kind of remembered fondly. Yeah, but doesn't really have that cult kind of right. status. Whereas Tank Girl does have it status. Like, like people it. still but dress that up may as be, Tank that Girl. Maybe because it also was coming from. <clears throat> A comic book so there's existing kind of canon and fan base true true i mean johnny mnemonic comes from it, it it has source material as well it comes from like stories sort of like philip k dick type stories but not something that has like a real cult following of its own either whereas tank girl i think already did even by the time that, that's why they made the movie out of this weird comic book yeah yeah maybe i don't know but it's funny, I, I meant to say this while we were talking about Johnny Mnemonic, and I forgot, but, uh, you know, Tank Girl does not feel quite as dated. Like, it's definitely 90s. It's so weird, you can only really tell because of things like special effects and things like the that. The general look of the it. The general like, look. Like, the general look of them all being But because it's so and bizarre. Like one, and Tank Girl herself just wears... Like a poop, like a smarty necklace. Yeah, that was just a hundred percent nineties. Those right. did not exist a day before nineteen ninety or a day after nineteen ninety nine. So, right. um, so that was really nineties, and a lot of her jokes ge- were based on ninety. Like she mentioned Baywatch, right? And, uh, like the Cats musical, which was on for a long time, but right. was also on in the nineties. But that didn't. Feel yeah, quite I, th- I mean, as and that dated. stuff was kind of dumb because okay, yeah, maybe you know things that existed before but this was supposed it was supposed to be 2033 it didn't really say when the comet landed did it or did it it's supposed to be 2022 it was supposed oh, to be 11 so 10 years. years before so she would have been an adult or, or like a teenager yeah i don't know how she oh 25 maybe when this movie was. yeah but i mean if the comet lands in 2022 are you gonna be making a fucking baywatch joke? 10 years later yeah and also baywatch wouldn't have been on in 2022 right. so you're making a joke about some pop culture reference from t- 25 years before you right they probably should have made the comic comet hit in the 90s right so that it made more sense that that, that was the li- that was the stuff that was famous when the comet hit right you're with your candy necklace and your right. baywatch jokes and not like or not just be like it's kinda... gonna be like this forever right. which i think the 90s just sort of felt like in general um so johnny mnemonic but johnny or johnny use something older feels... that would already have been a historical reference like Johnny Carson or something. Right, right. But Tank Girl doesn't actually feel too dated because no. they didn't try to make anything futuristic. Right. Johnny Everything Mnemonic was feels shittier. way yeah. more dated because they tried to make it and futuristic. And it's like below the technology that we have now. Right. And I was... When I realized that Johnny Mnemonic was only four years before The Matrix, that blew <laughs> right. my it's goddamn mind. Wi- it's pretty because wild. Because as you're watching Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic... It feels like you're watching some low-budget, thrown-together movie that happened before Keanu Reeves was famous. Like 87 or 91 or something like that. I 
could not believe when I realized that Speed was before Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, that's why. Speed was 1994. Even, for some reason, he even looks younger. He does. And I don't yeah. know if it's because of the weird, like, the sideburn thing. Maybe. Or whatever, but he even looks younger in I that I think he's movie. a little bit thinner than if he I was in if Speed. I if we hadn't done the research, I would have guessed that this was way older than Speed. Yes. I would have guessed that this was a few, was sometime between Bill and Ted's and bogus speed, journey yeah. and speed. But for this to have been after speed and only right. four years before The Matrix is bonkers. Right, it's completely crazy. bonkers. Whereas Tank Girl doesn't necessarily feel like that. It feels no. very much a product of the mid-90s. Yeah. Whereas Johnny Mnemonic, you're like, holy shit, this was dated even when it came out. Yeah, So, but I, I still think Johnny Mnemonic was better than Tank Girl's. Yeah, Tank Girl, for sure. Uh, despite what Rotten Tomatoes says. Yeah. So this is one of those. It doesn't happen often, but this is one of those situations where, where we Ron have Tomatoes it flipped. Was wrong. Yeah, between the two. Um, but I think that is gonna do it for us this week. Cool. If you want to get in contact with us, email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail and you can tweet at me. Tweeter at faintpraisetj. So, Give us some math problems. Yeah, and uh, I forget to post for many days <laughs> on end. <laughs> I'm not good at social media, it turns out. But an anyway, try to, try to help me get better at it. So Faint Praise TJ on Twitter, uh, faintpraisepodcastgmail.com. Thank you for listening, and hopefully you will join us next week.